Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Fucking another. That was a very subdued welcome. Oh my God, dude, I'm getting my teeth kicked in in the NFL so far. I'm probably going to lose every play I've placed this week. And on top of it all, the fattest I was anywhere was this over in the Bears-Buccaneers game. And the fact that I'm getting three points in the second half is is just, it's killing me here. It's killing me. It's That's it. Game over. I lose. Oh, God. Should, should we do, yeah, let's do a segment. What's killing us today? I would say yours is very, very well established as the Bears offering nothing on offense and the second No, half no, you can go broader. Is. The NFL in general? The NFL in general. I think for me, it would be the Lions game from a few weeks ago resurfacing um, via Washington Green Bay, where what what were the Lions in the red zone? One for five that day? Or 0 for four? Something awful where they just had hilarious turnovers. You had the the snap that bounced off Goff's face to a D lineman. Like just the the Washington team in the red zone was, I mean, you can just laugh at this point. I mean, I, I made a good play like plus 10. I got a good number. Congrats to green Bay backers. Like I'm sure at some point in your life, you've had a bad beat and you got a lucky win there too. I almost teased green Bay with something I should have. I'm not sure if I would have found a second leg. I love though, but yeah, it was a, I guess, you know, positive Andy silver lining. I bet the Cleveland Browns on Thursday. So I'm two and two. <laughs> <laughs> but my my last play is easily the one I was the least happy about and least comfortable with in the over tonight in a game that's looking like, I don't think they call them hurricanes on the West Coast. I believe it's a willy-willy or bomb whatever you cyclone. call it. A, bo- a bomb cyclone. Yeah, the weather in San Francisco is intense, says DePatrick. He's, he's added a fancy letter to his name there. But yes, it's... It's gonna be a. It might be a rough watch tonight. Although, if the winds aren't horrible, if it's just raining, it's it's not super horrible for the offense at times. We'll see. Um, it might just be a lot of running. The Niners are missing some defensive pieces up front, and Johnny Taylor is pretty good. So, it might just be Indy stomping up and down the field on them, and we'll see what Jimmy G does off a of bye. That said, at least it was a horrible day of football as far as just being a viewer like the games sure. were bad um sure. arizona couldn't get going off the get-go and then blew them out the lions had to pull out every trick in the book just to keep that one competitive for a couple quarters the only like we talked a little off air the the best game in the early slate was probably atlanta trying to screw it up and the best game in the late slate was the raiders trying to screw it up it was it was a rough rough day if you were just watching football games i didn't enjoy much of anything outside of i guess um the the Bengals. like they're a fun story now like that's, no, fuck that's, the Bengals. it's fuck a that good team, team. fuck that team. team fuck all those guys zach taylor against and that them? bullshit of course i was against them okay. fuck those guys it's still a fun team no fuck them okay bullshit the bullshit Bengals. the Bengals are not a good team the Bengals, uh, yeah, it was one-way traffic after being, yeah, the Bengals had a great second-half performance today. It was one-way traffic after it was 17-13 Baltimore there. 
Um, obviously, they have good chemistry between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but otherwise, it's still a poorly coached team. It's still a bad scheme. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. They're going to be an easy bet against in the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a young I mean, a young quarterback and a bad coach? No, it's a fun – I still – I disagree. I think it's a fun story. It's a good team despite the coaching. But, yeah, a, a really young quarterback who – I mean, he's had some big spots. He played in a natty. You know, it, it, I don't know if that if that matches up with playing in an NFL playoff game, but yeah, the uh, a young quarterback with a shitty coach in a playoff game—that's not something I want to back at all. Like it'll be, it'll be, you know, the were they dead last last year? I'm sure they were in the division. Like, this might be your worst to first. Somebody does it every year, and Cleveland is very very injured right now, and now they have a win over Baltimore. So we'll have a fun fun. A fun, fun uh, stretch run, I guess, if they stay healthy. I mean, they, they need to clean up a few things. Their defense is picking up a little, but at the same time, the, the Penny Who's? School Jamar Chase jokes are still good. Whose defense is picking up a little? Cincinnati? I think I think Cincinnati is – I thought it was going to be a really, really bad defense, Drew. Like, I, I'd have to go back and look at what I had them rated for, you know. And, and it is different playing with leads. I think maybe that's the difference for some of these teams. If you could play with some leads or play in neutral states, your defense is, gets to play a little differently. I don't know. I'm excited to go back and look at that. Uh, They've gotten a couple weird, of huge games out of Sam Hubbard. Um, yeah. Why? How he being, is the decision maker is beyond me. Um, but the Baltimore defense that took the field today for the Ravens was absolutely – that was a different unit than last week against the Chargers. And I don't understand how they came out and played the way they played against the Chargers last week. And then this week did what they did, particularly in that second half. Um, but really all game, that was a, an extremely unimpressive performance from the Ravens defense. Blown assignments, terrible tackling. Is it really uh, Chuba's brother? I don't know if Skyfish is effing with me or not. Probably is. I, I think know, all these a lot of family, a lot of families yeah. play multiple people in the football. So no, it's definitely not. It's definitely not Sam Hubbard and Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> if they're from the same household, that would be amazing. But they are not blood brothers. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm no, it was a horrific day of football. Yeah, they don't they don't have much of a resemblance. To give you that much, I guess maybe it's, it's a, maybe it's like a too fast, too furious like other family. Let's say it, it was a horrific day of football. I guess we'll start with the we'll, a little more detail on the Bengals Ravens. So that was a competitive game. The Ravens obviously looked a little lethargic coming out of the gate there. It was concerning. Um, and yet they had a lead in the second half. And then the Bengals just utterly um, ripped their throats out. The Jamar Chase, the the t touchdowns were the the long passing touchdowns were just like it was like it was that was it was so sloppy and so uncharacteristic of how the Ravens typically play defense that I am just like I don't know what to say like I don't think you can actually use this result as a any indication of who the Ravens are it's just everybody got out of the fucking wrong side of the bed um, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, in a similar sense that uh, the Chiefs offense, like everybody just happened to get out of the wrong side of the bed today. Um, very weird. Weird. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I get, hey, I get you know the what? Chiefs you, defense here, here stinking, you but here the offense was something. 
if you believed that the market was short on the Bengals to start the season and that they were going to be more successful than their prior, then you've made a lot of money already this season and congratulations to you. But if you think that this Bengals team is in any way, shape or form uh, a factor in the AFC, then I dare you to double down with what you've won on this Bengals team and expect them to continue to repeat this success over the remainder, the balance of the season, particularly into the playoffs. Well, why um, would you? Why would you do that now that they're at the top of the market, though, Drew? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying, no, don't like, you have to, like, like a, a smart person would have, you know, uh, somebody ahead of the market wouldn't, you know, you're not going to continue to stay ahead of the market on it. Right. So I'm just saying, like, if you've had success back in the yeah, bank, don't do that. Step, take a step back and reflect a little bit, um, because there's going to be a number of opportunities for them to come back to the pack. There are still huge question marks about this team and their offensive line and um, Joe Burrow's play under pressure. And honestly, their defense, I don't think, is as good as what they showed you today. Um, I was pretty disappointed in Baltimore's plan A offensively. It's almost like they forgot how they beat the Bengals every time they've played them in the last three years. Um, they, they were literally like, no, 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 we'll just do um some random shit instead of what like is our identity um it was uh yeah it was that was an awful awful game by the ravens and uh to give up the final what they gave up 28-0 to end that game yeah it it was almost similar to like last week where you saw you know the chargers come in hot and obviously missing some defensive pieces but then they're, you know, they turn around and play the Baltimore Ravens and look just horrible. So let's let's rip through the rest of the games though, instead of dwelling on that one. For uh, we'll probably won't talk Denver, Cleveland. We talked enough about that. Cincy, Baltimore was number one in the rotation. I thought you were just starting there because you're mad, but that was the first one. Um, my biggest screw up of the week was backing Sam Darnold. I thought he could at least play against a bad defense. Yeah, that was he didn't stupid. even he. He didn't even I'll make it through the game. Either. Didn't even make it through the game. Like they, they constantly. PJ Walker. PJ Walker. I'm gonna have to go look at those third down stats. It felt like it was like third and two constantly, and they just never got it. They would just never get. They would never get a conversion, which is what happens when you play with a shitty quarterback. But man, I still, I still don't have New York ranked that high, and they made him look. They made him look silly today. I didn't watch a ton of that game because it was just frustrating to watch altogether after Carolina had a nice drive and then just did basically nothing after that. I don't know if I'm going to be upgrading New York, but I certainly will be downgrading Carolina. Yeah, Carolina is horrific, and Matt Rule is a terrible coach. And this is in no way indicative of New York being good. No, I don't, I don't think I can give them much of a bump on that. So shame on me, but I just had to do what I wanted to do there anyway. So Washington, oh, let's go through all my losses at once. Washington plus 10. That one wasn't a bad bet. I still will go down with that ship. Like that, that kind was of red the correct. That was the <clears> correct side. That kind of red zone variance is going to happen. You're going to get bent over the barrel sometime. And not only that, but Green Bay's first touchdown was on a fourth down conversion. Green Bay's second touchdown was with like 15 seconds left in the quarter, in the half rather. So quarter wouldn't make that much of a difference with it, Andy, now. But Green Bay capital, and good teams will do that. Green Bay capitalized on 
key possessions, key spots. Washington did nothing of the sort. I'm pretty sure I, I would make that bet again, especially at 10. Panthers were two for 15 on third down. That is not how you, I guess, score more than three points. So you know what, though? Is, uh, it felt like rough. that. <laughs> it felt like that. Heineke, and also I don't, again, it, the, the letter of the law, I guess, was right. It is meant to protect quarterbacks if they go down into a slide. But at that point, why would you even offer a, a foot first slide then? They could dive any which way and not get hit, right? I mean, if you, and also, I don't understand the guy giving himself up when he's diving into the end zone. Regardless, I, he was short if those are the rules, and that just sucked. That part was the suckiest of the sucky red zone possessions, I'd say there. Yuck. They all sucked. <laughs> yeah, they all I don't sucked. know. Did they? Was that the worst? I guess that's the worst. Because that was the that was the worst. Honestly, that because was a, a lot really that was a really unfavorable interpretation of the rule. I thought. Yeah, um, it wasn't in the spirit of the rule. It wasn't in the spirit of the rule, and I hate it I, when they. That's the worst part about football nowadays. Is like rules that are being interpreted like that. That's not what we want to see. Uh, this is an offensive league. Let's see some offense, guys. KC Tennessee. KC never got off the bus, apparently. Not only yeah. turnovers, but rough, rough, rough. Look. I mean, we were expecting the defense not to look good against a really good running back and what's been an apt offense for the past couple of years. Like, I mean, if, if you did went back, what, what did we end up with the final there? Was that? It was 27, 27 to 3. Yeah. 27 for, if you had told me Tennessee scored 27, I'd been like, yeah, no shit. There were three points it. scored in the second half of that game. Tennessee that scored zero right. in the second half, and they won convincingly. Yeah, that second half was a, a snoozer. That total was 28. Second half never even came close. Some drives that were stopped in funny spots. I believe there was a couple field goals attempted that I didn't really care for. Didn't have uh, – that was my, my worst bet. My worst live bet of the day was an over in that one at a number I won't even tell you because it's embarrassing how bad that was. My best um, live, my best live bet was Bengals at one point where I'm just like, apparently they're not going to lose. Like I, I ended up taking a little on them just straight up. There was some weird lagging on some live lines from a few books today. If people paid attention, um, keep an eye out for that. So there's some mistake lines once in a while. You can't get huge limits on these and go buy a mansion, but boy, pay attention to the to the live numbers while you're watching these games. What uh, what do you really make of this Chiefs Titans game long term? Because the Titans now have back to back wins over two top three teams in the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, the Titans now have a especially if the um, you know if the market's right and the Colts lose this game, uh, they pretty much have the AFC South on cruise control. Uh, if they get the win next week against the Colts, they'll be two and zero against them, and they'll no one will be within reach. Um, are the Titans for real in the AFC race? And even if we don't believe in them, can they win playoff games on the legs of King Henry, who apparently doesn't matter how many handoffs he has in consecutive he had, he had like seasons. thirty doesn't matter at all. 30 carries today. So with, with his two catches, he had 31 touches. Which that's, is so that's many typical. for every every week. Every week that's typical. is what he does. Yeah. And really, you know, Henry, not a huge day. His longest run was 11 yards, but Tannehill was great. And it was against a bad secondary. Like, you're expected to be great. He was 21-27, 270. And like you said, they didn't score in the second half. They didn't really need to. If Kansas City would have made this competitive, Tanny might have had a 400-yard game 
Like if they if they would have had to go, you know, to the air repeatedly in the second half to get things done, he would have had a really big day, I expect. So Tannehill's playing great. Obviously, having AJ Brown healthy, Julio, he uh, let me find him. Two for thirty-eight. He contributed. A lot of guys caught passes. A bunch of geez, a bunch of different guys got targets today for them. People, I'm not even, I'm not even sure who Marcus Johnson really is. Sure, I never just didn't watch that game all that closely. So, um, they're good. They got playoff experience. They've been to the playoffs numerous times here in the past few years. I mean, I don't think Tannehill's going to be afraid of facing anybody in the playoffs. And if they win the division, they're going to get a home game. So, they're probably. I mean, them making the AFC title game isn't wild by any means. They have a rough stretch, but they just won two games against really, even if it was a, a bit fluky versus Buffalo and Kansas City just didn't show up, like they still count. They're still wins. And when you go to the playoffs and it is based off your record. So pretty, pretty yucky for everybody else in the AFC to watch Tennessee get these two wins. But if you are a Tennessee backer, this is this is a pretty good stretch for you these last two games. Oh, yeah. No, do you expect to lose both the elite in the AFC and you win both? That's huge, obviously. Um, this moves them into, let me see. They don't have a very difficult schedule from here on in. They got to play the Rams next week, which is obviously an, another test. But the way things are, oh, excuse me. They get the Colts, then the Rams. Colts. Um, and then Colts coming, Colts, yeah, Colts coming back from not a short week, but a Sunday night football game. And though after after the Colts and the Rams, they can win every other game. Yeah, they got Saints, Texans, so Pats, splitting those four Jaguars, games, like, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Yeah, splitting um, these four games, two and two, was basically all you needed to win the division. And they, and they did are, it already. They, they, are, they already. are. They already did it. Yeah, they already did. Yeah. It. Yeah, so, I think it's over. AFC South is over. It it kind of might be like it's weird that that's the first division we we're gonna call. This is like election night. This is exciting. We're officially calling the AFC South. We're calling the AFC South. Our, our projections. Oh man, hopefully it's not like Georgia. I'll run my numbers for real. And we can talk about it Wednesday, but it's gonna be a high nineties. Yeah, I'll put I'll put my stuff through uh through uh my little uh, percentages thing and see what I have to be interesting to see what uh, they come up with for all the other divisions. Hey, uh, Tampa, Tampa's is probably going to be pretty here's, high as Here's well. the bigger question about this game. We haven't even gotten to it. How fucked is Mahomes? And how, I don't know if that does, was, what is this? What does this like do to Kansas injury. city? Because it looked like a neck to me. I mean, he yeah, put neck. his, he put his face right into that guy's knee and his neck just accordioned. It was like, awful. Like Watching it live was awful. Um, and I obviously, I don't want an NFL without a healthy Mahomes. Like that's way less entertaining, but that does open up the AFC enormously. If the chiefs either are going to have to go through a stretch with Chad Henney and or Mahomes isn't able to, uh, you know, help this team save their season because their schedule, as in con stark contrast, to the team we just talked about, the Tennessee Titans, Chiefs' schedule does not get any easier for a long time. They have the Giants next week, but then it is Packers, Cowboys. I don't remember saying uh, Raiders all before their bye. Like they have three more really, really, really tough offenses that they have to go bang, bang, bang before their bye week. And this defense is hot garbage. So I think 
I know that Andy said that, but that was not a trivial neck injury from what I could tell. No, I, the, yeah, you can clear concussion protocol and still have a bad neck injury. Like that's a that could be a whole separate issue. So we'll need and yeah, there, once he had that, there was no sense putting him back out there down what three, four scores at that point with that little time and the fact that you hadn't done anything and the defense really wasn't going to step up if, if Tennessee put their foot on the throttle again. So yeah, something to monitor into tomorrow. Mm, Atlanta in the, in the catbird seat and everybody knew it and they still didn't cover the number. Technically, if you got the two and a half classic Atlanta end of the game, screw up. Miami goes down and score. You knew it. This was a massive middle because it closed Atlanta minus two. Um, after being two and a half all week, Miami money showed up on the spread the day of, uh, and it all won. But, uh, yeah, we were messaging about that one. Uh, obviously I watched a lot of this game. I have to go back and give you, I have to go back and look at some of the other earlier games to get a true assessment, but I watched a lot of this Miami game and Tua stinks out loud he is this this stat line that he ended up with of like whatever it was 32 of 40 32 of 40 44 touchdowns like that was not what you see <laughs> when you watch it live uh he made some peak high completion short passes guys were running amok uh, guys were getting yards after the catch against the soft Atlanta defense at times in this one, but ultimately he took points off the board for Miami in a two point game. And I don't really know what else you need to say. Uh, he's not the long-term answer in Miami. They know it. Uh, I don't think that the rumors swirling regarding Deshaun Watson are, um, they're not surprising and they're not going to stop. They're going to continue to, speculate in Miami, specifically the media there, that two is not the answer. Uh, and anyone that talks themselves into, well, that was a pretty good stat line. He had, you know, 80% context, of his passes, four touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely crushing that they didn't win that game. And as we were, yeah, we were messaging back and forth. And then even before Miami scored the go-ahead touchdown, it was literally like, Oh, so they're going to cover the two and a half, but lose the money line. I got it. And sure enough, their defense offered zero resistance, zero, especially like what was it was two plays, two plays to Kyle Pitts. Both of them were never in doubt. Easy completions. Andy's muted or something along those lines. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of had to cough, so I muted broken. myself. I was, I was um, just saying I would have covered. I would have tried to cover Kyle Pitts there. After yeah. he's been kind of let loose a little, so, and the, yeah, and um, somebody brings this up, like Carolina. We we were joking about Darnold sunking, sucking. There's all of a sudden rumors that Carolina's talking to Watson too, or talking about a Watson move. So, I don't. Well, that's a better move than the Darnold move they made. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Um, I guess, I guess, uh, Carolina may have lucked out that Darnold has sucked early enough in the season that you know it's a better result gonna, for them as yeah, a team. Yeah, it's a better long-term result for them that they come well, up with a new plan. Agreed on Tua. Um, we'll we'll get into them a little more. 
Um, next, I think, yeah, they're they don't still frustrating. They took, they took their buy later. Congratulations in the if you got Miami plus two and a half. RIP if you got Miami money line. Or Atlanta as a pick'em. I mean, people bet Atlanta pick'em right off the open. Atlanta minus yeah, one. Good, Atlanta minus one and a half. Well played. Well played by those people. Yeah, hey, when we talked about it last week, it was like we knew Atlanta was going to take money. If you got a good bet early, good job. You beat the market, you win. Um, New England hung fifty-four on the Jets today. I'm not sure if you saw that final score, but it was fifty-four to thirteen. Um, they were like even when when I flipped to that game or I had red zone on and I saw Hoyer like loft one up twenty-five yards. I'm like. I, what are we doing here? Like, are, does he just hate the Jets? Like, why are we being so mean up by like 40? This is, this was rough. This was super, um, just a real ass, ass kicking up and down the field by a, a team that hasn't looked all that consistent this year. But Jets going to jet, I guess. This is, uh, it's been a weird year. Zach Wilson's done for a month or so. Yeah. He looked, he looked out right away. Like when they, when it's like, oh, he's still in the tent. Yeah, he's out clearly. So he's probably going to miss some time. They are going to obviously, I didn't think I could downgrade them, but it's a worse quarterback situation. Zach Wilson isn't good, but he is more capable than Mike White, who, if you just Google Mike White, if you Google a lot of NFL football players, just put their name into the Google Doc, Google Doc, Google search bar. The first thing that will pop up on the side is that Wikipedia link on the right-hand side of them. If you type in Mike White, he's not even the first two Mike Whites. Yeah. This is not the director of uh, a White Lotus. This is not... No. Uh, it's not yeah. the, the other guy from School of Rock. Like, this is this is the third <laughs> Mike White. So I think those is, two Mike Whites might be the same guy. No, maybe. Maybe we'll double check that. We will have a oh, stats and research look into that. But yeah, uh, Mike, Mike White likely a downgrade. The Jets off of by just getting the the shit kicked out of them. So ironically, though, Mike White, like Bill Belichick, Wesley University grad. How about that? Not wow. the quarterback, but the actor who was opposite in School of Rock and also wrote and directed the HBO satire comedy miniseries, The White Lotus. Oh, we were talking about the same person. So, yeah, the, I don't know what we do with the Jets. The Jets going forward might be a bet on eventually if they play the right team in the right spot. But that was that was a rough look, and now they're going up against a hot-ass team. I'd like to, that was a – that look ahead was three and a half. I'm guessing it's nowhere near that right now. As we Are we talking about the Mike White, who is the British zoologist from no, 1910? Oh, no. Oh, How about Mike six, White, six the, physio, the physiotherapist, inventor of native therapy? No? Well, I, I mean, I was kind of talking about Mike White, earlier. the American theologian? No? Mike so White, how do you the, say prof word? the professor of criminology? No? Mike White, the hilltopper. Western oh, Kentucky raised up. Oh. So, Mike I, White, I the, New the New Zealand investigative journalist, photographer, and author? That I'll Mike have to White? peek at. I'll have to peek at New England a little more. I want to see what what I can actually glean from New England from this one. Maybe not much. Detroit came out with every trick in the book and actually looked kind of good for a little bit. And then we didn't go for it on fourth. The people are like, oh, my gosh, Dan Campbell is smart. He's, he's being really aggressive. He has nothing to lose. And then he doesn't go for it on fourth. He kicks a field goal. We're doing, uh, we're doing a lot of stuff with, you know, uh, basically like he's not smart because of analytics and and aggressive because of analytics he was just aggressive for the sake of being aggressive 
Like it wasn't, it wasn't Dan Campbell being a smart coach, even though I have liked the aggressiveness in general, even though it's probably been by accident, they covered, I mean, they got in there and covered. Got the cover. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got the cover and they were, they were squirrely there for two, two and a half, three quarters. So the Rams offense a bit too much for them. I don't know what I can take from this. Like Detroit's not going to go do this kind of hey, stuff. You know every what? Week. Detroit Lions, you get a medal this week. You were the only team that was a dog of seven points or more that covered. So congratulations. Consolation prize for you and yours. Dan Campbell, we will get you that consolation prize. It's in the mail. It's coming from us. You covered. None of the other none of the other touchdown plus dogs covered. Washington didn't cover. New England. New England. Or Jets, or Jets rather. Jets didn't cover. Um, not even close. Not even close. Chicago, is... not even close. Houston, not even close. Yeah, let's let's get to that Houston game because I don't have a lot to say about the Rams. The Rams offense looked good at when they had the ball. Oh, we blew right by some sketched. other. We blew by some other two other ones I need to comment on. Okay. Yeah. Philly, Philly Vegas. I'll let you handle this. Uh the big deciding factor that I went to war with the Philadelphia Eagles on this one was their D line against the woeful O line of the um Las Vegas Raiders it did not matter whatsoever. The D line of the Eagles got pushed around. Um, and there was a time in that game where Derek Carr's only incompletion was a red zone interception that he threw. Yeah. Otherwise, he was absolutely perfect. And there was no amount of, and actually, there were no sacks. I didn't even really see any pressures. I don't know what happened with the Eagles D line. Uh, they may have gone to Vegas and taken a little bit of rest and relaxation as opposed to really prepping for this game because they realize their season is not competing for a playoff spot at this point. But whatever the case was, it was an absolute embarrassment on the part of the big bodies out there for the Eagles, just getting pushed around by a bottom five or bottom 10 offensive line from the Raiders. Um, and yeah, if you give Derek Carr time, doesn't matter if Waller's healthy or not. He's going to pick you apart. The fact that the final score was 33-22 was not indicative of the fact that the Raiders pulled their pants down, spanked them thoroughly. And that probably should have been about a 30-point margin of victory if you really break down the the the, the box score a little bit. I don't think that was an 11-point margin. That was There was a meaningful gap between those two teams on this day. I would agree with you there. It was trash points for the for the Philadelphia Eagles, who kind of looked like they were a touchdown and two point conversion away from pushing some plus threes. That was uh that was the only excitement, I if, guess. In the if second. you if you got yourself worked up for that, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you there, did there it was nothing else going on at the time. I know, but like <laughs> you no were living games. on a prayer because yeah. it was going to take a lot. I guess I guess the over in the. Uh, the Lions game was in the balance too. I was trying to think of what drama there was going on late outside of that. So yeah, no, uh, a lot of CLV there for Philly. I guess a uh, tight end is worth three points now. Which Didn't was matter. Kind of, Didn't kind matter. of a heavy steam late. Was you know, silly. The, you know what the lesson is? I think if the market moves on injury steam revolving anyone besides a quarterback or a cluster injury, then it's yeah. bullshit and you should just bet against it. Um, yeah. That's probably that's probably fair. Um, the last couple Arizona, or excuse me, Chicago Tampa. Hurts, hurts is hurts, hurts. Uh, wrong, bad quarterback. 
I'm still in the last game. Fields, Fields playing behind a bad line with kind of a bad scheme is never going to go good, especially against a good front and playing from, I mean, you were playing from all of a sudden you were down two scores and then three scores and playing down by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. You First team to give up 21 points in the first quarter this season. Uh, obviously it's very, very good offense, still missing their best tight end and still just a wealth of riches at wide receiver. Tampa Bay looks very, very good. Chicago looks very, very bad. Fields looked like he was making some bad decisions outside of just the constant pressure, which is tough for him. This was a no-doubt cover for Tampa Bay, open to close, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were covering a double-digit spread within, like, six minutes or whatever. So Yeah. And then never relinqu- never even thought of relinquishing that. It was, that's, uh, as it was close to wire, that's as close as you can get to a wire-to-wire cover when it's a double-digit spread. Yeah, draft Twitter awful quiet about fields. We'll have to get into some of the uh, – we kind of decided that – Did you feel like having... that was an indication of fields? I didn't. No, no. I mean, he's – I don't think we – I've said this before with him and Zach Wilson. I don't think we've been able to properly judge either of them because they're suffering from bad coaching and bad offensive lines. Like, yeah. it's really, like, really – They're in absolutely helpless, helpless situations. Helpless uh, situations. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they look like rookie, like deer in the headlights, that's the most likely <laughs> – that's the most likely scenario. Um, this felt like a rerun of that Browns game. Honestly, uh, and I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what Chicago does with the coach GM situation. They don't really do it mid season either. They, the old uh, the ownership there doesn't tend to do that sort of thing. Arizona beat the shit out of Houston eventually. They were down five nothing, getting shut out. Funny little safety and a field goal off of, uh, another the only decent drive i guess and then just turnover after turnover and the attrition of the arizona offense against that defense kind of took care of business in fact they covered the first half that was my win today andy what's up in three road games this year davis mills has scored zero three and five and i didn't bet on the texans team total under in any of those three games he might not be good Ah, we knew this, that it was a signal that the road road mills is only good for three points. And yet I did not take any action on it. And I am angry about that. It's a lot of turnover. Like the turnover possibility is high. For anybody who likes live betting, like you should see what those prices are on just Texans turn the ball over on this drive. Because if it's, I mean, if it's, if it's plus money, I mean, I'm going to have to check how many drives they had and how many ended up in turnovers. I feel like about half of them. So not much to say there. We're going to see Terod next keep... week. I think yeah. that's it. I think that's it for the Davis Mills experience. Terod needs to get it. healthy and get back in. Otherwise, they are clearly the worst team. I can't downgrade them anymore. But That's they're, true, uh, Patrick. 32. Mills only was good for three. The two points were the defense. That's true. Yeah, that's that's fair. He didn't he didn't get him those two points. Although he, he did pin him deep with that offensive performance and a great punt by his punter. Um, God, that just leaves us with tonight, where I'm on the over. Feels horrible, but I'm not buying out to find a. What am I going to do? Put myself in a Polish middle that has 41, 42, and 43 in it, or what? Or 42 and 43 in it? Yuck! And 44. So I'm I'm stuck. I mean, I guess you could wait till halftime, and then you could put yourself in a Polish middle that has 31, 
33, 34, 37, 37, 39, 40, 41, 42, and 43. Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah. Somebody's asking if the Texans are clear. The Texans, we we talked a little about this last week. I looked at my, like, yeah, the the Giants and Jets, the Giants, Jets, and Jags are all within a point. Detroit's right there, too. All within a point of each other. And I'd make all of them roughly two to three point favorites over Houston, which is bad. That's pretty bad when you are that far from the pack at this point. Dig into this week. If the Texans get uh, Terod Taylor back, they're going to be live against the Rams this week. Probably. It's a couple. It's a couple point bump. Like he's a the much Rams, much better man. quarterback. Oh my god, the Rams got such a gift of a schedule. Unbelievable. These Let's talk happen. about this week. Um, is this week equal or a little less dog shit than week seven? Uh, Arizona Green Bay on Thursday night is pretty good. I'm enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy that. I think uh, Green Bay's defense, their defensive secondary, probably hasn't got as exposed as it could yet, and Arizona might be the team to do that. Although Rogers Magic in prime time, I'm hoping just that. I'm hoping just for a really fun like you know pinball game there it's only 52 but that might just get blown out if we uh if we see rogers doing something because i do think arizona gets theirs against that offense or excuse me against that defense what do you think is going on with the fact that there's been like 10 there's been like what at least four games this season that the packers the packers total score has been like 10 points less than the yards would have warranted. Right? Like they are like preternaturally coming in under weirdly. Like like today. Is like I, I don't I'm gonna go back and look have, at that. I don't even know if today you have a better gripe if you were a Washington backer or a, under. an over backer. Because the that under, under no coming business. in had no fucking business being in in even close. And yet it was under by 14 points. <laughs> So I yeah I I really uh, I'm not getting involved in a Green Bay over. Um, no, I'm 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 just hoping for a good game. I'm pretty you, much on market with that. Amazing that a lot of people probably bet against Green Bay and Arizona this week, like on the look ahead angle, and they both covered. <laughs> yeah. Right. Still, uh, a good a good Thursday night game, at least from a, a viewing standpoint. I won't be betting into that market until halftime. <sighs> the stinky, stinky Tua heads to Buffalo. Actually, real quick before you move Go on. Go ahead. I think that closes three. If you can find a three and a half for Green Bay, you're going to capture some value. Do you disagree? I don't know. I just set them on market. So I, I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not I, saying, I wouldn't I'm not saying what do you think? What side do you think is right? I'm saying, do you think the market will move in the direction of bring back? I think they're going to take the hook with these guys. Road dog, short week, good coach. Maybe I could see it. I'd lean that way. I, I don't have a strong inclination. Green Bay three. There's some places that are dealing at three right now. But I'm looking at a four at a market making book. A three and a half at Chris. Three and a half juicy, minus thirteen compared to minus three on the other end on the comeback. Yeah, I can see it. 
Um, 13 and a half for Buffalo off the bye, hosting a bad quarterback who threw four touchdowns. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the, the market was not fooled by that line. This look at it was 11 and a half. This is up to 13 and a half in a few places. Uh, 13 others. Yeah, that's probably about right. Oh, man. I'm, I'm there. Like, no I, I still have fooled. Buffalo. Nobody was fooled. And you get a little bump, bump, a good coaching staff. And I think we're coming to the realization that I'm not so sure Flores is turning out to be a great leader of men down there either. So coaching disadvantage, rest disadvantage, quarterback disadvantage, and injuries on both sides of the ball for Buffalo, or excuse me, Miami. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not laying it there, but... The first time these teams played Buffalo got the completely unwarranted blowout cover. Uh, this time they probably get the earned blowout cover. <laughs> Let's move on uh, to Carolina, Atlanta, Atlanta. Eh, maybe they actually make the playoffs in the NFC when it's all said and done. Now uh, they have a knack for um, making the key plays late in games to get themselves in position to win football. Um, are they four and three now or three and four? Oh man. I think they're four and three. Damn, they are no. three and three, three and three. Oh yeah. They, they have, have a buy. Yeah. Um, this is a big game because these are two teams, uh, Andy, I don't know if you've heard this before. These are two teams heading in opposite directions. <laughs> How about that? Two teams heading. We have a game between two teams heading in opposite directions. Atlanta has won three of their last four. My meanwhile, Carolina losers of four straight. Uh, the loser leaves town match also in effect here. I doubt either of these teams that comes away with the loss has designs to still make the playoffs. Um, a lot of narratives involved in this game. Uh, and two, market, two teams that hate each other. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, although it's always been a little bit of a big brother, little brother with Atlanta, just kind of pushing Carolina around. Um, the expected look ahead was two and a half. It opened one and a half. Really? Huh, and then it was bet back out to two and a half. So uh, interesting. Uh, Falcons under a field goal. Is there a case to be made that this Falcons team ultimately does meet expectations this season, Andy? Don't you feel like they win by two? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the most Falcon tending. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna have to make some. You know, I I valued Carolina too high right now. So like without adjusting my numbers. I'm saying this is a Carolina bet. Spot. Total 47. I'm, I'm not doing that. Can PJ Walker get to 20? That's really that'll be the other thing too. Is you know they rule after the after the game said he wasn't so keen on benching Darnold, but he needed to. So we'll see what they do there. Not sure it makes a big difference. Atlanta defense, you know, with a lead isn't great. If Atlanta can get the offense rolling like they have been, man. I don't. Mm. I don't know if I want to lay points with Atlanta yet. Like they are heading in the second direction, but look, Atlanta as a favorite isn't something I'm super keen on yet uh, at this point in the game. Okay. Uh, well, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Detroit Lions. The Detroit coming off of a very hard-fought, emotional road loss at home against Philadelphia, who does not have an identity. Philadelphia still manages to be three to three and a half point favorites across the board. Total is 48. Um, early look, lean, or pass? 
Oh, man. I want to bet Philly here. I have that's, this like, that's not what I want to hear. Yeah, they're just too too devoid of a. Oh, man. The pass rush was bad today. I want to dig into that's a pass for now for sure, especially on the total. You don't think you're going to end up having to pay three and a half if you want Philly later this week? If I did, I'd sell the four. Okay. I'm undefeated right. on those spots. What? Cool. Like two Tennessee Indy. Tennessee Indy is a meaningful game in the landscape of the AFC West, excuse me, AFC South, barely. Uh, we expected to see Indianapolis as two and a half point favorites here. However, after Tennessee's demolition of Kansas City, they come in as one point dogs with the total sitting at 49. Um, Tough to really make much of this one with Indianapolis having not played yet on Sunday Night Football. That's true. Uh, Indianapolis, let's just assume that this weather is a major factor and that this game ends San Francisco 9, Indianapolis 3, or 14-7, something along those lines. What what is a ugly low-scoring game here due to this total? Does it Kick down from 49, 48 and a half to 47. Do we get an over at a more efficient price there? Yeah. I mean, the look at it was 49. If this was, if the injuries trend right in the defensive secondary, and they should, I mean, a couple over a long term for Indianapolis, I'd probably have this total at 50. So if it ticks down a couple points, I'll be on that over. Okay, I agree. And I won't feel great about it, but I'll be on it. Yeah, because Tennessee's defense isn't like holding Pat Mahomes to three points every week. Good. We know that. (laughs) We know that. Uh, Rams-Houston. Interestingly enough, the Rams took a bunch of money today. Game day, people went to the window, and they laid it with the Rams. They got bet out to 17 before a little bit of buyback right at the close. Uh, they did not cover. And in fact, they took Detroit's best shot for all of the half. Didn't matter. They still win by double digits. No, nine points. They win by two scores nine. regardless. Uh, and now they go to Houston. Uh, likely Terod Taylor back. 14 and a half point spread. Uh, do you think this number moves once we get confirmation that Taylor is good to go? Does it matter? Uh, and do you want anything to do with this abomination of a game? Man, I'd have to think about 14 and a half if Terod's playing. He, you know, the Cully in the post post presser said he's returning to practice this week, but it's still too early to determine if he's gonna play. So if if he's not playing, there's I have no taste for this number. If he is getting it over 14, 14 and a half, 15 at home, Rams, gosh, I'm gonna have to look at their schedule. I don't, I don't know if it's a full like, look ahead, but anything that's any team that's not the Houston uh, Texans is probably a bit of a look ahead. Looks like they play the Titans at home next week. I don't really believe fully in the look ahead thing, but you can take a shitty team like this on the road for granted a little. And it's not like it's not like they didn't give up gobs of yards some pretty bad character players on, on like people people that a lot of people haven't heard of for Detroit yeah. today. Detroit looked Detroit looked frisky at times. So yeah, I'd I'd uh, I'd be interested in Houston at 14 and a half if I had Tarod. 
Okay. Biggest adjustment we've seen from one week to the next that didn't involve a, I guess it does involve a quarterback entry technically, but man, it's not like we're giving it a five point adjustment down for Mike White. Uh, what? Zach Wilson's worth six points. Excuse me. <laughs> what? That's what? I know it sucks. But like, what are you gonna do? Bet on the Jets? Or pass? I, I guess. Yeah, it's a full pass. I can't get this to nine. To the Jets secondary. Cincinnati's passing offense is good. <clears throat> they have a really good tight end now too. Like we didn't even give him a lot of credit for, you know, we talked about the three receivers. If Chase is good, we're like they have a, you know, they have a bunch of good receivers. And now they have a tight end that's good too. The Jets just don't have a coverage unit to manage that. I don't want to take them. It is Cincinnati's third straight week on the road. Not a great spot for them. It would be Jets or pass. That hasn't mattered in a while. It's a it really it's really these this travel, I think I think teams are just getting better at traveling. Yeah, like if you flash back to the all that was made of that Miami travel spot, did it feel like Miami game was influenced at all about no. No, no it didn't look like no. it. That game wasn't even remotely influenced by fatigue. That was 100% on the arm of Tua. Tua. So, yeah, Jets are pass, which means it's a pass. Pitt, Cleveland, three and a half on the look, three on the open. Jesus Pittsburgh Christ. off a bye. I need. To, I don't have an opinion on this right now without looking at some Pittsburgh. Cleveland's off of 10 days rest, so it's not yeah. a huge advantage. No, and I think mostly for me it's Pittsburgh uh, injuries, like just checking into some of that stuff before I get too involved in this game. I'm pretty close to this. Okay. I make it Cleveland three, three and a half, but Cleveland has yep. a bunch of injuries worth checking on too. So this is a game. Do your research. They do have Dearness we'll talk Johnson. more Wednesday. Though. Dearness Johnson is wearing Browns. Gear. They have Wyatt Teller. They have they have Dearness Johnson though, who is generational. Uh, pretty pretty good. I'm just gonna cross my fingers that Cleveland gets a win and continues to get it done to save my futures book. Um, skip Niners. the Niners game. They're playing no. in five ten minutes here. We'll skip the Jacksonville game with Seattle. Okay. They play tomorrow. New England. Heading to SoFi to play the Chargers as five-point dogs. Pretty much what mm-hmm. it was looking like. Chargers off a bye after the shellacking at the hands of Lamar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, probably you're ready, nine. You're, you're ready to lay it with the LA Chargers, I can tell. I kind of am. New England, yeah, probably I, a little overrated. As well. They're a little overrated off of beating the shit out of the Jets. Chargers have a good coaching staff, taking advantage of the bye. Um, again, we need to check in Adderley and who's the other defender that was missing Adderley and, uh, was it Tillery or was Tillery in? No, no. Adder- Adderley and Tillery. I'd remember for sure. That's those two names are very similar. Someone will come to, but they were missing a linebacker and a safety in that Baltimore game. And their defense looked pretty worse because of it. If those guys are trending towards back, I don't even know if those were long-term injuries or not. Need to check in some injury stuff. If it turns out right, I'm probably laying it with the chargers probably not too worried about waiting five's not the keyest of numbers if i have to lay a five and a half and know a little more about entries that's where i want to be denver i'm playing the chargers five and a half there's a five in the market oh yeah oh there is okay five five i'm gonna lay i'm gonna play chargers five okay bang 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 
Yeah, agreement. I'll probably be on there with you. Uh, right. Washington, Denver. Washington, again, not a big deal, but it is a back-to-back travel spot and heading to altitude. Denver with extra rest. Denver looked like a real bad team, though, on Thursday Night Football. Looked like a team devoid of something they prided themselves in in a pass rush at times. The secondary was rough. The The run defense was really, really bad. I got. Do you think that Washington gets bet for the eighth straight week? <laughs> Probably. Like, who who's running to the window to back Denver right now? People know. that who's, run, who's like going to, to Martin Gale, Washington? <laughs> Maybe me. <laughs> I just noticed. I just noticed uh, my living room is like my curtain is <laughs> like you can see below the you can see behind the curtain, guys. It was a uh, it was a Halloween trick. Um, Okay, I think is I'm, what's up? I lean with, Washington pretty God, heavy, dude, dude. Washington is in such a bad spot, man. It's not a great spot. That's probably what's going to keep them off. But I make this like a three, and I don't respect anything Denver's doing right now. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's, it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater or what? Probably, but I still think he's banged up. All right. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans, Tampa. We can probably skip two. Just skip it. New Orleans playing yet? Although actually, like let's, let's, uh, no, 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 no. We need you to. Can, back you up. can talk Tampa. Yeah. Tampa is a fucking truck. <laughs> Tampa is a truck. Uh, there were no meaningful injuries today for Tampa. In fact, their defense is getting healthier and playing more violent. <laughs> Uh, the Saints are overrated. Probably, probably don't go on the road and get the cover against the maybe Seahawks. The, maybe the team we know the least about right now, <laughs> just because very uneven play coupled with an early buy. Like we just don't have the context. To well, we know that their offense about. is not a smooth, smoothly oiled machine. And it, and it is looking, yeah, it's sus. looking like we're going to see a, few more weeks before we get our wide receiver back longer than expected so probably still a little lower than we'd ranked him before the season so last year in the playoffs with drew Brees on new orleans tampa was a three-point dog now they're four points favorites on the road (laughs) it's amazing um we've got uh we've got a a mole inside of the stadium tonight. He doesn't think the wind's that bad. He's like, there's no, the trees aren't even moving. He's like, it's real light rain. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't know what this report was. Although like, then you see this uh, video of people's ponchos blowing, which if you wear a poncho, it's going to look like it's blowing very hard. I don't know. Either way, the weather, the weather may, may not be as bad as we think. And then I'm betting the Cowboys. Xavier Rhodes not playing, looks like. Um, no, he's he he went back into the tunnel, so their secondary is going to be aft. And I'm on the Cowboys. Pick them. Who who uh who is the uh, uh, mole? Shep. Oh, to the game, dude. He bought he bought tickets, and then he didn't realize how far away the stadium. was. Oh, of course, he, it's like San Clara. Is a, oh shit! He's like, how the fuck do like, I get there? The stadium's like yeah, an hour away. What the fuck? Yeah, of course. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, uh, we blew by 
uh, Houston, Arizona was the score got me. Yeah, no, thirty-one to five. I don't know if he's he's taking pictures and he's I don't know if he's on the wrong side of the stadium, but it looks windy in some spots and not well. I, I'm I'd like to I'm gonna pull up the actual broadcast see what it looks like. I mean, of course the the weather propaganda. People I think it's be, gonna close forty one. I think that's probably correct. Yeah, can live with that. I'd like it. I'd like some fluky scores so. though. What if um, uh you know what if somebody ran a kickback? That wouldn't be the worst. Did that already happen? No, I'm just saying that I would love that. Um, all right. Uh, Sunday Night Football next week is Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. What? Why did Why did Minnesota get an adjustment here? Did Is Dak missing? Did I miss something? I'm not even close to this. Yeah. What the fuck? What What happened? Oh. Why did this go from two and a half to pick them when neither team played? Not only that, huh? but just like, yeah, give me give me that offense indoors. What? Probably probably the over, too. I mean, Dak does have the calf thing, but he Dak seemed has fine. The calf thing, that's true. I don't know. He had that two weeks ago and he seemed fine. Hmm. Either way, I'm yeah, I'm Dallas had to pick him. That closes three, I guess. I, I think this one man's opinion says that closes three. That that is an incorrect line in my opinion. I don't have those teams terribly close, even in Minnesota. And again, you put that offense on the road. Traveling is not a, as big of a deal when you're coming off the bye. It's a loud indoor stadium, but man, give me give me that offense on that rug. They're gonna rip. Minnesota's defense is still probably susceptible to most things that Dallas does. Yeah, and I'm surprised that line is available too, Patrick. Like that's a that's a dumb line. Dallas and pick them 50, on there too. 53 and a half is probably a titch low because Minnesota's offense is good as well. Especially um Minnesota and Minnesota's offense stinks. It is horrible. It looks like the 1920 Cardinals when they are with a lead or tied. When they're behind, it looks like the greatest show on fucking turf. Something just clicks in in you know Kirk Cousins' brain, and all of a sudden he's slinging nothing but fifteen yard outs and just moving down the field. Like I don't I don't understand what happens with this offense. If it's the play calling, what's going on with that? But yeah, it is it is a pick at some places minus one. Anything under three, really. Bet it, betted it. I betted it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on with it. You. Dallas. So. Dallas. Let's go. Monday All right. Night football Giants. Real quick. Monday Night, Monday Night Football is Giants KC. Ay, ay, ay. Do you want to talk tomorrow's Monday Night for like two minutes before we sure. run? Sure. We did it on this the is main pod, though. A little bit, but again, we should touch. This is a hilarious game. It's Jameis versus Gino. That's a that's a hilarious game anyway. Yeah. Well, like, you should be excited about that. To make it more hilarious, I can't wait to see how this goes over the total. Now that I have like three points close line value, uh, yeah. the weather looks equally the gross. Looks worse there, it looks worse there than it is in Santa Clara now. Same storm, it's lasting like 48 hours. The west coast is getting so uh douched right now that there's going to be landslides, mudslides, all kinds of shit is going down here. It's going to be awful. Although, silver lining, we're going to get snow in the Sierras, so we'll have water to drink and snow to ski on. Um, in fact, Mammoth, I think, is going to open two weeks early, which is nice. 
Um, but ultimately, it is going to make a mess out of our state of California, and it is going to make a mess out of this game. And I think this is probably uh, a slop I want, I want tomorrow to be comedic. Tonight can be – let's see some offense tonight. Tomorrow can be comedy. <laughs> I want to see Jameis fall down, slip. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I want to see him fall back like he did against Oregon back in the day. You remember that? That was yes. fun. I would have to go find Ooh, Manning cast. And Dan points it out correctly. The Manning cast is back tomorrow. That's going to be awesome. If those guys are screwing things up, Peyton's mean. Like, Peyton's kind of a mean guy. Like, maybe not mean. He's just blunt. Like, he will call out both of those quarterbacks for everything they screw up, which could be very entertaining. So, all right. Back at halftime or what? Yeah, okay. the real drama at this point for me in the NFL season is how much longer I keep betting this stupid sport instead of just focusing on the NBA. But we'll uh, we will tune in for week eight and see how this goes because to this point, it's not going well for me for NFL twenty twenty one. Yeah, and <clears throat> Ole Miss playing decent, Tennessee not. Maybe I'd say the odds of Eli bringing that up minus a thousand. For oh, yeah. sure. Eli's since they just Peyton. retired his number and they just yeah. uh big the big recruiting uh the big recruiting uh push for Arch. Arch. Yeah, he's not going to Tennessee. Bengals and Survivor next week. That'll be a pretty trendy pick. Nobody's probably used him up to this point. And they will probably get used heavily. That'll be the chalk, I would expect. Uh chalk will be uh Rams versus the Texans. I think a lot of people have used the Rams. No, a lot of people were saving him for this week. You don't think they used him in the last two weeks? Rams have had like three in a row where you could have used it. I guess if you haven't used the Rams, they'll probably use them. If not, I, I talked to a lot of people who were literally like, they're like, can't use them this week, can't use them next week. Houston. <laughs> like that's only only Arizona this week for me. Okay. Not that oh, congrats, Andy. You moved on to Survivor. Everybody yeah, Sam. moved on to Survivor. Sam. I I I I'm feeling good. My Survivor. I'm good. I'm good. I'm still alive. Along with 80% of the pool. All right. (laughs) The whole fucking pool. (laughs) We'll see you guys at halftime. Dan doesn't think Arch goes to Old Miss. I think he's correct. Who would want to go to Old Miss? You mean you don't think he will ultimately choose Old Miss? No, there's like six other programs that are courting him.